On this week's Bet the Process podcast, we have our first real sponsorship. If you define a sponsorship as something that happens where the actual podcast doesn't get paid, because we're not getting paid for it as usual. But we're going to run a World Cup contest with Superfan Games. And so you just go to www.superfan.games and you can compete against Rufus and I to win a bunch of cool prizes. Uh, we're going to talk a little college football, as we always do, give you some minus EV picks, some plus EV life picks. And we talked to Max Bretos, who is the voice of the LAFC, and he helps us fill out our first World Cup bracket. So with that, let's start the process. Bet the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not that typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place. Find a out with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey Peabody rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. Welcome to another episode episode of the about the process podcast where rufus and i i'm already on a heater because rufus is coming straight from having um like hosted the calcutta and we're sort of arguing as we always do like a married couple about whether he actually kept the thing on the rails or not maybe we'll put a twitter poll up there to see although there's only like eight people or 20 people or whatever that watched it but i thought you did a good job rufus but i don't think you were the the sort of fast alacrity like moving this thing the way that you said you did as always oh, i'm mean, jeff ma professional podcaster and Ru- and rufus peabody who is now professional calcutta host right i'm prof- yeah i'm professional uh get verbally abused by jeff sometimes person but but it's all it's all out of is that pay here. well does it, that pay well because doesn't seem like it would pay well you know not not in money but in other <laughs> currencies uh, what currencies are those? Rufus coin? Probably. Yeah. I, I'm still I'm still hoping uh, Rufus coin moons, but what did you think generally about the Calcutta? Were there things that surprised you? I mean, it sounds like you didn't know a ton going in. So did you learn something about the, the teams? I mean, I so so what I knew was from looking at the market and just from my experience with other World Cups. So it, it, it's interesting. I mean. I didn't. I will say I didn't learn that much. We should probably bidding. do a quick. We should probably do a quick intro on the, on okay. the World Cup Calcutta. Basically, we created another Calcutta. Um, Rufus and I are not allowed to participate, even though it's only for entertainment purposes and it's for Rufus Coin. Um, but the payouts are pretty cool. It was like you know payouts for being the top four, uh, advancing first in your group, second in your group, most gold allowed in one game, fewest goals scored total. There's obviously going to be. Probably a few teams tied for that. Most goals scored in shootouts. <laughs> team with player awarded the golden boot. Team with team with player awarded the golden glove. Team to advance out of group play with the fewest amount of goals. Team to advance with lowest FIFA ranking. Team with most goals scored that doesn't advance. And furthest advance from the five major federations. So Ocean isn't excluded because they only have one team in there. So it didn't make sense to have them in there. They have a known uh, their own. But federation? they all get a percentage of the pot. What's that? They have their own federation. It's not their own federation, but they're the only team from that federation that's in. Australia. Like Australia, New Zealand. Um, well, I mean, Australia. I, I, I know a little bit about that federation, I guess, as they played against American Samoa and 
in back in 2011 and 2011, 2012, um, my ex-girlfriend was living in American Samoa and I lived there a good portion of the time as well. And, and she actually played with the American Samoa national team, but, but American Samoa lost to Australia, like 30, nothing. And so, I mean, I guess the world cup qualifiers in that part of the world are not like Europe, put it that way. Cool story, bro. It was a great story. Anyways, uh, American Samoa. I told you about my exciting news from this morning, right? And I, I met a woman. uh, Congratulations me after. Thank you. I'm married, Rufus. But I met a woman. No, after I spoke at my event today, the Thomson Reuters event in D.C. at the Gaylord, um, you know, waterfront resort, whatever it is. The water. And after I spoke. this woman came up to me and she was like, she and her friend were kind of like giggling. And she was like, kind of like laughing that, that she was like a listener of bet the process that she was one of the seven. She's like my fiance and I listen to you guys all the time. I should have taken a picture of her name tag. So I could say her name as a shout out on this. I think it began with the K. Um, if you are listening to this one, if you actually do listen, you should just tweet at us and we'll, we'll give you a shout out next time. Um, but anyways, it was cool. It was cool to have maybe, yeah, maybe some merch. We're working on merch, but it was cool to think like, and now I'm starting to think, especially from our Discord channel, we ha- may have more than seven listeners. Although maybe we just don't for any given show. But I wanted to ask her, what do you actually like about the show? Like, is it maybe I should have asked her all the seven questions? Like, that was my was, idea. You should have asked maybe her the just seven the first questions. two, maybe yeah. the first two, right? I mean, uh, we're going to ask Max Bredos, who is coming on later, those questions. I don't think he even listens to the podcast. He knows me and doesn't know you. He might know you a little bit because he probably saw you on SportsCenter. So if he knows you he and doesn't know me, anchor. then I'm going to win both of the two questions. Oh, because they always feel people always feel bad. <laughs> Why? I don't get it. No. We'll let it go. Then. Doesn't make any sense. Okay. Does that mean you're smarter than me because you have a funnier joke than me? I'm not. Do you really need me to explain it, Jeff? I don't know. Um, okay, so what was your most tilted moment of the week, Rufus? Do you have one? Oh, I had a very tilted moment, um, but I don't. Oh God, I don't remember it now. Oh, actually, no, I didn't have a good. I, I had it was a good so moment. tilted a, you can't remember. I had, a, it. I had a good moment. Not a, it was actually it was not a very tilty week for me. Actually, I'll say that it was a, it was a good week. It was a good week gambling. Well, good week betting. Life. Sorry, did you? Did you guys do well betting? We crushed it betting, so that was good. Great golf week. Hidden outright, hit a bunch of matchups. Um, won a little money on some college footballs. You know, we were not betting much in the NFL, so did yeah. Yeah. But personally, we, we I I want to tell you, Jeff, about an experience I had. I did this like is it tilting or, or is it? No, not no, it's, it's the opposite of tilting. Can we go with the opposite of tilting? Sure. This week we can do opposite of tilting. Yeah. Like I'm a positive guy. So know, that's, this whole thing is so funny and we'll I'm talk like trying about to it find after the guest. areas I was upset. I'm like, do I have to be upset? Um, I, right. I was, I, I was actually in Charlottesville and I did this um, fire and ice thing. It was um, if you're in Charlottesville and find it, you should definitely do it. But we went from a 235 degree sauna to an ice bath. And then you had to be in the ice bath, submer- like fully submerged basically up to your neck for three minutes. And then back to the sauna, back to the ice bath for three minutes. And you you do it, you do three of these cycles basically. And it was, 
you know, I, I was, I'm going to be honest, I was more nervous for this than I was when I went bungee jumping in Zimbabwe. And I was like, there's no way I can do this ice bath, but it actually was, it was amazing. Like I'm really proud of myself, but I also feel like I found something in that ice, Jeff. Whoa. What did you find? I don't know. Well, they probably didn't clean it well if that's what I found, but, um, I found my Zen, man. It's whatever reason, like you, it's, it's all about breath. And for whatever reason, it's easy, much easier for me to like in that discomfort, the discomfortable in that uncomfortable environment, it was like everything slowed down. Like my, I could slow down my breath. I could focus just on that. And it's like, I could have gone a lot longer. I really felt that way. So I, and, and the best thing though, was when I was done with this, like I felt the like amazingly reinvigorated and it was kind of, it was like doing drugs that are good for you. Basically. Like I was just got it. I was just floating man for like, and not just for a few hours, for like a few days. Okay. So I highly um, recommend that. Interesting. So my tilted moment was just generally all of Sunday. We had another good day um, in college. And, you know, college generally went well for us. Um, went, the Calcutta went well. Everything kind of went well. Rolled into Sunday. And, I, I you know, barely could win a game on Sunday. Barely could win a bet. Um, and all kind of culminated with that Bills game because I actually took some Bills minus three and a half early in the week or not not early, but in the middle of the week because there was just enough probability to me that that um, Josh Allen was going to play. And to the downside, I'm like, well, you know, if, if Keenan Allen, if, if Keenan, Keenan. Uh, McCardell. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Remember him though? Who did, what the hell? What? Which which play, which team? What the hell is Who are you talking about? The backup quarterback on the Bills, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. There we go. That was amazing. No that, yeah. that was a senior moment. Uh, if Case Keenum had played, and I was holding a three Bills minus three and a half ticket, would I have thought like I'm dead, drawing dead? No. No. So I was like, I'll just, no. I'll just, so I'll just play it. So I played it three and a half, and then felt great. Obviously, when Josh Allen, you know, was was playing, and they were obviously you know, winning that game relatively comfortably. And then, um, you know, obviously there was a point where like, oh, you're going to lose this game. But then all of a sudden, Greg Joseph misses the extra point. So I'm still holding three and a half. I'm good. They stopped them on the goal line. Um, and then <laughs> Josh Allen fumbles oh, that. Man. I mean, like, it was just, that's it was that's crazy. A- but you you know, like when you're losing so much in a given day that you're just like, I don't even really care if I lose this. It just would be funnier to continue to lose than to actually have this one outlier win. That's that's kind of how I felt. And so I was just like, yeah. So it's all of Sunday was my tilted moment. No, I, I know that feeling. I mean, that's that's some like Daniel Kahneman shit. Right? No, it's yeah. like you you there's not an there's not much additional pain at that point. It makes you're like, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. I got crushed. All right, we'll now bring in in uh, Max Bredos and talk a little World Cup, and we'll be actually talking about a pretty cool um, contest that we're doing with uh, Superfan Games um, that all of you guys can sign up to do a World Cup uh, contest with us. It's free, and if you win, you one of the prizes is you get to come to Vegas with Rufus and I. Um, oh, Jeff, and I told least- everybody. I told everybody if they win on the po- on the live stream, I told them if they win. They get to go to Qatar and stay in a shipping container. 
Either either one. <laughs> um, you get to pick, but if it, it will be hard for them to do the ship. Well, the Qatar <laughs> thing will be bad because if they win, it will be after the World Cup, and then they'll be just going to Qatar to stay in a shipping container. So <laughs> Sorry, that's Eric. just awkward. Why are you laughing so hard? Is it that funny know. to you? Yes, it is. Are you like a child? Yes. Yeah, okay. All yes. right. Uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. We now welcome in Max Bretos. Bretos? Bretos? I don't <laughs> actually know good. how to say your last name for sure. Bretos? You pretty got it the first time. If you want to really crush it and, and make my dad happy, it's Bretos. But that could be I was a bit. Say, do I have to roll the R? As long as you don't make it sound like something you buy at a Taco Bell, like burrito, that's a no-no. Bretos, a hard, a hard E, yeah, hard E, and we'll get you. How there. much of being able to speak in that sort of Spanish lingo makes you a really good soccer commentator? Ooh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, it, it's it's it, in the English language side. It's a little trickier because I think we always take our cue from the the English the from across the pond. I mean, that's kind of where we. Our first broadcasters came and still are there. So uh, I've always been one that I, I learned broadcasting on the soccer side from the Argentines. Uh, I was fortunate. The first thing I did was cover Argentine soccer in English. So small audience. But uh, it was the first thing I did. And there was a couple. Andres Cantor, who calls in Spanish. I mean, he with he was the, the one of the big reasons I got in this industry. I heard him call games and I was mesmerized. I said, that's what I want to do. And there's another guy called Marcelo Arrajo who I really enjoyed. He was in Argentina and we'd hear his games through satellite when I worked at Fox and uh, he would bring a lot of humor and uh, he'd sing the, the the commentary. And I was like, that's what I want to do. But I don't know if that uh, translates that well here in the United States. Heaven knows I tried, but sometimes happy so medium. You quick, quick, take a step back. Our listeners, we have seven of them, so they may not be familiar with you. I, probably half of them are not familiar with you, which would be three and a half. So half a person, um, the other half are probably avid Max Breto, Bretos fans. Bretos. And so ultimately um, would love to talk a little bit about you and I, the last time we saw each other, we were in the back of a Chinese buffet in Las Vegas. Um, oh, but it was a big, it was, it was a huge weekend in Las Vegas. I as know. you can recall. It was, it was Mayweather amazing. Pacquiao. And he, we, we yeah. always bring up the buffet because Jeff came through in the clutch and, uh, uh, we were really hungry and he goes, I got a place. What hotel was that? What resort was that? We were at we were at the Bellagio, no. and it was the Bellagio. Myself, Max, and Pablo Torre, and Pablo was really impressed. Had, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, he's he's just like me. He's Asian. We like free food, you know. So, yeah. like, anytime you can find free food late night, and it was late, and we wanted a place to eat, and we'd been out, you know, having some adult beverages all night. We we were. Um, you know, we're, we're excited to be like not doing work for ESPN at that moment. It was nonstop like, work up to that point. That was the first moment of, of relaxation and fun. So I do. That was yeah. that's an important detail. And we all yeah. let it out. It was a good release. We did it all. Yeah. And they said they said, uh, you know, where can we go to eat? And I said, oh, I know. And we went to the high back of the high roller pit at the Bellagio. And they have an amazing Chinese buffet for the high end high rollers. And if you just act like you belong there. And I, you, I mean, how long did it take you to get over like the uncomfortableness of is anyone going to yell at me and tell me I can't eat this ch great Chinese food? Well, Jeff, I have the look on my face. I can be a lot of things to look like a high roller. I can't do. Uh, you could see it in me. Uh, those, those gamblers could look at this. There's no way this guy 
just dropped a big chip on what, a table out in the Bellagio. Look how he's dressed. Look how he's looking around nervously. Look at this this trail of chicken bones he's left in this buffet, <laughs> which is very true. Chicken balls. <laughs> ah, it was disgusting. So I wasn't fooling so you, anybody. But you could have said, because your your wife is Asian, so you could have said, my wife is Asian, so I can be in this place with all these Asian people that are high rollers yeah. because I'm married to an Asian. That would be That's fun. right. Yes. I wish um, I was a better gambler as a result. My, my mother-in-law likes to gamble a little bit. You no, know, but... Uh, I'm still, I need some, I need some guidance. That's why I'm here, especially with the world cup coming. I need, I need to sound like I know what I'm talking about. When if I want to tell someone to bet on Senegal or uh, Costa Rica, better know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, um, after ESPN, you left, you were a sports center anchor and then you left and, and you are now the, what are you now? I know what you are, but I want you to be able to tell people what you are. So, (laughs) Two things. I was at ESPN and I wanted to get back to working in soccer and I wanted to right. get back to Los Angeles. So the uh, Los Angeles football club, this fledgling club in Major League Soccer came up and I did everything to get that job and I got it. That was back in 2018. I still worked at ESPN for another year or so and then we kind of parted ways. So it was LAFC and just did everything soccer, which um, uh, a lot of freelance stuff along the way. But LAFC has been wonderful to me. I call some fights as well. Uh, for Combate Global, which is an MMA company. Uh, most of the shows are in Miami, so we do that. And the most exciting part, well, I don't know if it's the most exciting part, but something I've never really been able to experience is uh, building something on my own. I worked at Fox, I worked at ESPN, I worked briefly at WWE, I worked at Sky Sports, I worked at a lot of big companies, but a place where I had to start something from scratch. So I've, I've started here with, the, it's called The Soccer OG, and it's a podcast. It's my YouTube. And now I'm doing a daily World Cup show. So um, that's uh, that's what I've been working a lot on and just getting ready for it. And uh, this is a big opportunity because this is a this is the beginning of an, a very exciting stretch for the sport, which I think a lot of people check out the Soccer OG podcast where all podcasts are available. But every day I'll be on there doing a daily show also on my YouTube under my name, Max Pretos. But this is the beginning of a very exciting time in the sport with this World Cup, which could have U.S. success. And then heading to the 2026 World Cup, which we will host. If the sport doesn't catch on in this stretch, uh, and don't forget the women's game, and there's a World Cup in 2023 in Australia and New Zealand, the success they had. If it doesn't catch on then, I don't know if it's ever going to catch on, at least at the level everyone said it would, where it'd be right up there with basketball and baseball. Nothing's touching football, obviously, but maybe along those other sports, it hasn't, it hasn't it reached there. But maybe this is the time, but it's up to the players. No pressure. I mean, didn't they say it would catch on? What was it? 1996? Was it 96? Yeah, there was all this stuff. It was 94 was the first World Cup. 94, sorry. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, they did really well. The U.S. uh, beat Colombia, played Brazil in the round of 16. And I think there's some people were like, just said things, you know, out of turn, you know, like we're going to we're going to win one of these World Cups, which I got to say, they probably will. But I don't know if that's in 2026 or maybe 2126. It's just a, there's more, there's signs that it's getting there. If anyone said it in 1994, I think you could laugh it off, but we are still in, in diapers in, in the big picture. Our league is, you know, very young. I mean, it's 26 years old, but in comparison to the English league, which is 120 years old or the Spanish league or the Argentine league, they're just very, very antiquated. And they have this incredible history. I mean, we're still, we, we, we can't take any shortcuts. 
maybe a couple. But there's some signs there with a lot of good players going over to play in Europe, more participation here, more investment that it's I don't know if it's uh, so far fetched. Uh, We're certainly further along than maybe some other some other countries in the Americas, some teams in Europe. So um, the World Cup is a bit of a crapshoot. You never know. But uh, I think it's possible sooner than later. All right. So that's a good segue into our game contest that we're doing. And so we're, we're actually doing this in conjunction with a company called Superfan games. And so they have a bracket pool out there that's free to enter and have a bunch of prizes, but we were going to walk through some of these groups so that um, this is actually like just very selfish on my part. I just want to know how to fill out this bracket. So I don't lose to Rufus um, because he and I, although he and I are soccer team owners. I don't know if you know that we're part yeah. owners of a, League two soccer team in uh, from England. A uh, team Crowley that's on Town. a very nice unbeaten streak, actually. Wait, are you the Wrexham guys? No, not <laughs> they're, Wrexham. They're one Wales. level up from Wrexham. Wow. One, one, wow, you one guys. We're, we're way better than those people. Yeah. You guys are living large. We, You're yeah. going to be traveling over yeah, yeah. for some cup games here? What's the name of the well, club? You know that they, it's called Crawley Town. And they actually. I know Crawley Town. Fulham. Yeah. Yeah. They beat Fulham. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Wait, they beat Fulham in this year's? No, that was in, in past. This year's, no, this no, year's. No, no, in this year's Carabao Cup. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they're they league football. That's, league uh, yeah. that is so, yeah. Wow. What, wonderful. Yeah, we know nothing. Can I get in the owner's box with you guys one of these days? I don't Since think there is have an some owner's box I, I, there. I think yeah, I think bleachers. the the owner's box. Hey, mate, you're in Crawley Town. Go sit next to the rest of the locals. It's <laughs> as good as it's going to get. Body Maybe wall. if everything doesn't work out with you at LAFC, you can be the voice of Crowley Town. There you go. <laughs> I, I, listen, um, I'm not a, I'm not ruling that out. That sounds a uh, congratulations, you two. By the way, every time I yeah. yell out Rufus here at my house, my wife like a what? She thinks it's Rufus to Soul, and I'm about to play some music. So oh, we were like, I, I thought, thought you were going to say had, you had a dog. Had a dog I was about Rufus. to say, no, oh man, Rufus, my neighbor, my neighbor has a dog named Rufus. What kind of dog? It's uh, it looks like a, it's a, one of those mixes. I have a a, a Maltese Yorkie mix. Her name's Sadie. And oh, Rufus I have a always, poodle. I think Rufus is poodle something, and he always does a tries to get on, put some moves on Sadie. Mm. And I have to talk to the owner. I go, could you control your dog? I know he. This has been going on for two, three years. I get it. It's not going to happen for Rufus. Sadie's not into him. <laughs> this is actually something that Rufus hears all the time. It sounds it's like real happen for Rufus. <laughs> Take it easy, bud. It's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if we go to the reason we're here, wait, let's just talk about Crawley Town. What's going? What's what's the prospects? Well, it was it was originally it was it was bought. It, it was like a whole. It's we're very small owners, and and it was it was a couple friends of ours. One of the guys actually is. I don't know if you ever remember him from Daily Wager on ESPN. Preston Johnson, the guy with the large beard. Really yeah, large yeah, I remember. Beard. I remember seeing him. Yeah. yeah. So he's one of the main owners. He and a, uh, another guy, um, and well, he was and they they chairman. decided that it would be there was a, just a general idea of of buying a, a soccer team and trying to give it like uh, global publicity and kind of make it you know expand its footprint and and whatnot in the digital world. Yeah, you can read well, all crypto. about it. Make it. That's not what we have you. Internet's here. team. But that could be, but that sounds like a very innovative. It is uh, it, approach, it was, it was and you never paper. know. Look at Brentford. Brentford was a lower division team, and now they're in the Premier League, and they're beating Manchester City. You know, and they have a small little go. stadium, so who knows? You guys could be in the money here not too long. Jeff Ma, yeah. 
There we um, go. And you will definitely, if we are in the Premier League and, we, and I have an opportunity to hire you to be the voice of us in the Premier League, then you're moving your shit out of LA and you're coming yes. straight to, there you go. <laughs> Where right. is that? So I suppose that's in Essex, which isn't too far from London, right? No, it's, a, it's an hour from London. Yeah. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, if you do a reality show, keep me in the loop. Keep me in the loop. Okay, we will. Yeah. Right. You were formerly a model, I know. So we, we need, like, mm. models, more models. That was a long time ago. Models. As my, uh, um, my friend Brent goes, that was about 10,000 bottles of whiskey ago. I, ooh. <laughs> Not that I drink that much, but that's how it looks like I did from when I was in my modeling days, which were... Let's just move on. The, 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 the actual resolution. <laughs> I need to look at the Google high enough now. for me to see how, how, <laughs> how, how, how things have changed since we saw each other last. Oh, anyways. Okay. So we'll start with the U.S.'s group because you talked about it. So, group B. yeah, group B. If you're picking two teams to advance there, I assume it's it's England and then it's between U.S. and Wales. And like, where, where would you where would you how would you analyze that? That situation. Well, actually, Group B is being called the the toughest group because, according to the rankings, all f- you don't have a team that's m- not with a good number ranking wise. And the FIFA rankings, you know, they're not completely accurate, but they're pretty close to. They're much better than they used to be. But England's obviously, I think, three or four, and then USA, Wales, and uh, I- uh, Iran are all like between sixteen and twenty five. So there's not much separating them. So in reality. It should be very competitive. England should win the group, but it should be very competitive between the United States, Wales, and Iran. Uh, Stylistically, the U.S. has an advantage because when you look at these teams, Wales, I mean, it's a small country. It's amazing they're here. They made the semifinals of the Euros back in 2016. And every time this is their first World Cup in 54 years, and they have Gareth Bale, who's had some injury concerns, but they have some good players within the Premier League that are playing at a high level. Uh, this guy, Brendan Johnson, or what's it, Brendan Johnson, who I really like a lot. And they have Daniel James and a few uh, um, recognizable guys. Doesn't Gareth Bale play for your team? He does. Scored the, uh, the all-important goal. Look, look Very good. Yeah, I've seen Super Gareth Bale at training a lot. Lovely guy. Lovely man. And it's great for him to, to be here. But Wales, we're anticipating, and Iran, to play a very defensive-minded uh, style, which is what, what happens in, in soccer. Everyone has a style. Everyone plays a certain way. And in the, it, it's crazy if you're not following soccer, but what Wales and Iran do is they'd like to counterattack. So they let the opponent possess 50, 60%, 60, 70, 60, 65%, and they wait for a mistake. So the U.S. can play clean in those games and take their chances, which I don't think is far-fetched. They should get by Wales and Iran, but the the sports books have those three really tightly packed. England has an edge. England's got to be careful too. But I think this, I think what I would uh, the way I'm going to have it is England one, USA two. Not a lot of goals in the group and very tight between two, three, and four. But I don't think England's going to run away with it. They're going to they may have a little setback because uh, it's going to be tough to get three wins in that group. I would say it's going to be very tough. Iran's very good. Wales have some good players and the U S has this incredible young group that we're expecting kind of tech the next level, but I would go England one USA two, and those two advance. Got it. All right. How about going backwards to group a see Ecuador, group a, this, Netherlands, Qatar, and Senegal. Yeah. These see, these are the two, the, the more open groups, which they don't have a powerhouse. England is that powerhouse. Look at it from the USA's perspective. 
Uh, but England's kind of coming on the back end, uh, I think, of this incredible run that they've had over the last six years or last, yeah, six years, four years, where they made a semifinal of the World Cup and they made the final of the Euros last summer. Um, the Netherlands, uh, although a big name, are just kind of returning to this kind of level. Uh, they have some flaws. They don't have great attacking options. They have uh, a manager, Louis van Gaal, who's he's actually it's a real interesting story. He has this really aggressive cancer. Some people feel that he's not going to be with us much longer, but he's this very stoic, uh, hard as nails type personality. And a lot of people feel like they're rallying around that. But, you know, I've been reading more about that story and I wonder how it's going to motivate the Netherlands. But I think they're going to they did very well in qualifying. They missed the last World Cup. so. This is a, 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 a big test for them. They are the favorites in Group A. And then I, I don't know if you could underestimate the Qatari effort. They have uh, a lot of, uh, I want to say naturalized players, but uh, um, it's a very small country. And I guess it's a very migrant country. So a lot of players come from other countries and they live outside of Qatar and they come in for work or what have you. So I think they, you, we can't underestimate them. Ecuador feels to me are very talented, a little too young. And then Senegal could be a real surprise packet. Their star player, Sadio Mane, um, is suffering an injury, but he's with the squad. I, I like Senegal. Uh, I, I, I think Senegal can win the group, but I'm going to go with the Netherlands one, Senegal two, just ahead of Ecuador. But this is what's interesting is the group A winner plays the group B runner up. So it could set up a Netherlands USA game, which we would get to, I'm sure. But this is a if you're a runner up, that's the kind of team you want to play that you can win. So it could shape up nicely for the U.S. Jeff's like, wait a minute, you jumped ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I like that though. I, I I'm processing. It's How about if you finish C? well, if you just so you say, if you finish a runner up, there's a good chance you're going to face Brazil or Argentina or England or France, right? Or Spain. Netherlands is not one of those top teams, not ranked that high. So that's a great matchup if. You finish second, and that's who wins the group. So uh, Group C, that – I'm going to pull up Group C again. This is – Argentina. Uh, okay, Argentina. Oh, man, Argentina has been insane. They actually played today, and um, they played the United Arab Emirates in a friendly, so they squeezed a friendly in there. And they uh, they just – unbelievable. They have this record-winning streak. I don't think they've lost like 35 games or something of like that nature. And they UAE almost qualified for the World Cup, and Argentina just demolished them five zip. That's what they do. They score a lot of goals. They don't concede goals. They have an incredible spirit around Lionel Messi, who uh, plays a little more liberated position while all these guys work their tail off for him. And they beat Brazil in the last Copa America final, and they adapted in the sense where they could play a more defensive game. So Argentina is going to do very well in this competition. Uh, you have Mex, much like the Group B with U.S., you have Mexico. Mexico's looked really poor, and they have a lot of injuries, and they're old. They're really old, a little too old for my liking. I like an experienced team. But they, uh, they're they in a group with Poland and Saudi Arabia. The Saudis, just a, they, I, I, it's a Middle Eastern World Cup. You'd like a Middle Eastern team to do well. I just don't see it. They're not good enough. It comes out of Mexico or Poland, and I just go on the side of history. Mexico were disqualified from the 1990 World Cup from that World Cup on 1994 to 2020, 2018. 
They've made the round of 16 every time. Their problem is they've never made a quarterfinal, but they always make the round of 16. So I'm going to say Argentina wins the group pretty comfortably, and Mexico just pips it in front of Poland for second. Got it. Are you writing this down? So, so far, so I far. Uh, so I, I'm following along here with like the 538 Nate Silver forecast, and so far uh, I'm not seeing anything like super contrarian here. No. Did he have Netherlands one, Senegal two? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, I mean, it, it seems to go that way. I, Ecuador has a shot there. I really like Ecuador. I just feel like this is uh, uh, just a, uh, a setup for 2026. So maybe I go a little different in Group D. Maybe. All right, well, let's hear let's it. See. So you have France. They're the reigning champions. I mean, yeah. Do you, <laughs> you worry about I their this group, I mean, I feel this like this group's, the order's pretty like set, right? Like, yes. Know. Uh, Australia and Tunisia, tu- we want an African team to do well. And I, I all do respect to Tunisia. They're the Eagles of Carthage, but they are a surprise team that got in here. And really the best African team isn't here. That's Algeria. They got su- upset by Cameroon. And it's disappointing because there's a chance with the Senegal or Algeria for an African team. Nigeria is the sleeping giant. It's a huge country in Africa and they just haven't made it through to the qualifying and Tunisia just doesn't have it. They don't have players playing in your top European leagues. Australia were much better. They, they did incredible to get to this point. They had to go through a qualifier and they beat a very good Peru team. Australia is going to, they don't have any, they don't have much talent, but they're going to be tough and they play France first. And I think they're going to come out and be very physical with the French who are dealing with a lot of injuries and the French are also, um, you know, it's hard to imagine winning a World Cup and coming back for it. They have two big injuries, Paul Pogba and Angolo Kante, who are critical in their World Cup winning effort four years ago. I love Denmark, and it's not I'm not trying to be cute, but, I mean, they made the semis of the Euros. They had uh, many who saw the Euros and Christian Eriksen, who had, whose heart stopped, and they re- revived him on the field, and we thought he'd never play again. Well, he's back playing again and playing at an incredible level. That's a team that has got a great spirit. I feel they're uh, they're going to win the group, and I, I, I'm not, I, I feel really confident about that. As good as France is, Denmark actually beat France home and away in Nations League play uh, this year, which you can't really say is it's a good competition, but it's not like a World Cup or the Euros. But every, I, I, I count on my fingers; everything tells me Denmark have an advantage here. So I'm going to go Denmark winning the group and France second. Were they, um, so something like the Nations Cup, how much stock do you put into that? Like, are the teams playing their best players or is it sort of like, let's get some some of the youth a little more experienced type situations? Well, it's um, UEFA or even FIFA created this tournament and they've incentivized it a lot so that if you win, you go to a higher pool. It helps you with your qualifying. There's a lot, there's instead of just a glorified friendly, there's, there's things that come with, succeeding in the nation's league they're actually worth the while of coming out and teams play hard if you watch these nation leagues games they're really entertaining and they they'll have tiers so the top tier is the top team so you're going to get spain portugal france england italy and they're in tr- incredible games while so while it's not and I'll, I'll say their best players play in those games it's not the young players the top teams play in those nation's league games so it's a pretty it's not an, an accurate portrayal of the teams but it's pretty close so uh i mean i wouldn't just dis- i wouldn't discount it uh too much it's got to be worth something but not too much but I, I i love the fact that um the teams that have been successful there 
how that's going to help them in this World Cup. And Denmark was certainly one of them. How about Group E? I mean, first of all, I love the Denmark upset pick because I have in my mind that France is hurt and, you know, it's hard to repeat in the World Cup and all this. So I'm on board with Denmark. What about uh, in Group E with Costa Rica, Germany, Japan, and Spain? Isn't having Germany and Spain in the same group, doesn't that, like, you know, I, rem- I is is Jürgen Klinsmann still on Germany? No? No. <laughs> is that... That was a while. You mean, as, no? you mean as a coach, correct? Or you yeah. mean as a, no? Well, he was I'm, as, I a was player. as a player. No, he, he hasn't been the there since uh, '98, I think. So, yeah, or '94. '94, I think it was his last. Yeah, he hasn't played. He looks great, but uh, Germany hasn't done. I mean, I shouldn't say that they won the World Cup in 2014, but since then, they struggled in the last World Cup. They haven't done well in the Euros. Uh, they're kind of transitioning. They have a coach, Hansi Flick. And their team is predominantly from Bayern Munich, which is a great club and has a ton of talent, good young talent. There's a, a guy, Musiala, who I, I like a lot. And uh, there's some young players that are going to get a chance. Um, Spain's kind of going through a cycle as well, but they are, uh, you know, they've pushed out kind of that, that old guard, uh, it, not, not across the board, but like Sergio Ramos and Gerard Piquet. And now, some good young players, some of the best young players are going to be on the Spanish team. I like Spain a lot. I think they're going to go very deep. And I was, uh, I wanted to put, uh, this is the thing. Uh, I mean, this is uh, the reality. This Qatari tournament is going to go against the grain. There's no way we're going to have nine, 10 European teams in the final 16. It just can't be the case. Cause when there's a world cup and it's not in Europe, Last time it was in Russia, six of the final eight quarterfinals were European. These are the World Cups that should help other regions kind of make make some headway. So in my initial bracket, I had Spain first, Japan second. I mean, Germany second. I'm going to go with the surprise here. I'm going to put the Japanese in second place. They uh, we saw them play the U.S. in the friendly. They were really impressive. They have more and more players playing in Europe. Uh, the guy Endo, he's like a midfielder. He's one of my favorite players in this tournament. So technically it's an Asian team, even though it's an, it's an Asian world cup because Japan and the middle Eastern teams are in the same region. But, uh, so this is a, this is an Asian team doing well. So I'm going to have Japan coming in second behind the Spanish who, uh, a lot of people love Germany. I love Germany, but I'm, I'm, I'm I might be getting a little cute here, but I'm going with Japan second. All right, Group so, F. We, wait, I have a question. Really quick. Okay, <laughs> yes, Rufus. I, w- I want to ask. Like you mentioned, it like there's home field advantage for European countries when it's played in Europe. But why would there? I mean, what does that come from if it's not? You know, it's not like in the host country. Like, why is there something specific to the region that would help? Like, is well, it easier I think for supporters to get there. I don't like is. I just well, just banking on the history when there have been World Cups in Europe the European teams have dominated for whatever reason. Maybe it's the creature comforts, maybe you know, all those kind of things. And then uh, the big ones were 2018 in Russia. And then there was 2006 in Germany. It was all European teams. At I mean, the Ru- end. Russia's Russia's like quote Europe, but it's not like, sure. It's not, it's, it's, it's hard to classify. Europe. It's hard yeah. to classify. I'm just going on like when, when there was world cups, uh, there was the Brazil World Cup, which was 2014, and some some crazy things happened. It benefited Costa Rica. They made a quarterfinal. Mexico, USA were there. Um, 
there were uh, surprise results in in many places. Uh, it was it like Ghana? I think made a deep run. Oh, that was in 2010. Uh, but uh, 2010 was in South Africa. There were some surprise results. So it's not. It's not. Uh, I, I can't really cla- determine it crystal clear. It's just those European World Cups. The European teams do well. 2002 in Japan and Korea was the craziest World Cup we had because that's the U.S. made the quarterfinals, Senegal made the quarterfinals, South Korea made the quarterfinals. So um, the history just shows that when they're not in the European host countries, that it, it gets out of the control. They get a little out of their control. Maybe as the tournament wears on, these European teams because they play in the big European leagues, and so do many of these players from around the world. Uh, maybe they get a little antsy because they're a little far from home, which they would have been in Russia, but I guess it's closer than Qatar. But it's a weird dynamic. I just think uh, this Qatari World Cup is going to benefit some countries. I could be dead wrong. It could be like 10 European teams in the end. But if it was, Rufus, that kind of goes against the history of the World Cup. Outside of Europe, uh, it opens the door for other countries. Are there, are there, I mean, because I know the pitch sizes are slightly different. Are there sort of geographical factors in that or like, or different, are the grass types even different? Uh, like, I don't even... I mean, well, in- this one's going to be a this is going to be a really um, exciting World Cup because the conditions are going to be great. The uh, they didn't want to have this in the summer because it's too hot in Qatar, but it's cold. It's kind of cold in the winter there at night. If you can see these trainings, everyone's got jackets on. It looks cold. So um, everything's brand new. These fields are going to be fast. It's going to be a little chillier, which uh, it could speed up the play. And uh, I think um, that's going to it's going to create more of a spectacle for us. To watch, uh, it would you would imagine the faster play will help the more technical teams, which are the European teams, but it might help the teams that are there to spoil. So, like some countries are going to counterattack and let the more talented teams play, and if those mistakes are made, maybe those get a, get you pay a heavier price for that. But I think visually, it's going to be a very attractive World Cup because these new stadiums, because of the fast tracks, because of the conditions uh, at, at completely sea level obviously everything and it's all, they're all in the same city. So no one's going to get a real edge, by the way, that that's probably a good point. Uh, countries that play at altitude, probably going to struggle at this world cup, which means Mexico who play at altitude, their home games, Ecuador plays at altitude, Switzerland, <laughs> but that's a, that's a minor detail, but these things all come into play. Some benefit and some don't. I like that. Okay. So yeah. on to group F. Jeff, did you? Jeff, Jeff's like had enough. Yeah, He's Jeff like these picks are yeah, terrible. Jeff's like, Jeff's like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm, 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 you know, I'm like Here's selling these picks wine. on the on the internet right <laughs> now. Like I got Do Max not... Bretos's picks, so I'm selling them. Don't go do the Japan pick. I, that's a crazy one. I'm just trying to be funny and cute, but why not? I hate making picks, but this is a this is a gambling. Right. Uh, this is right. a gambling I mean, podcast. Saying, I better. I, mean, like, I think you, you got to like, give some. You and, like and there Japan was some, more than the market some... does, at least, right? You're, 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 you know, it's like. When you also don't like price. Germany is the big thing there, right? So it's like if no, you know, it was, if you're it was, looking for what I didn't like was Germany. when Rufus said, "Hey, you're just like 538's pick, so I'm gonna go. I better mix it up a little bit." <laughs> I like it. Did he say like Japan? How did, what did 538 say? Did they have Spain and Germany or Germany? They just have probabilities. Yeah, they have Spain 81 percent to advance, Germany 76 percent. What about Japan? Uh, 34. One and three. Okay, Maybe that's me. not great. That's not great. I'll stick with it. I'll stick. I with like it. it. All right, good. I don't want to. I want. I don't want to be like your. I like the contrarianness. Okay, yeah. so Group F, we got Belgium, Croatia, Morocco, Canada. Okay, this is Belgium. I think is ranked second in the world. They've been knocking on the door for success. 
getting a little bit older. I mean, they have Kevin De Bruyne, uh, you know, one of the best players in the world. They have a lot of a uh, the the Hazard brothers and um, uh, Dries Mertens, really sexy footballers, really sexy. And then for me, Morocco is the could be the best African team, but this is a tough group because you also have Croatia, which reached the final of the World Cup. They lost to France four years ago, and they have all those excellent players, uh, Luka Modric, Ivan Perisic, and it's a it's a very strong team. But like Belgium, they are kind of on the back end of this generation, and that's one thing I really like to emphasize because I've seen it at World Cups. You have a generation, they get a shot at one World Cup, maybe two, and then if they stay too long, then they other teams kind of figure them out, and it's um, it's hard to maintain that level. So this is going to be tightly contested. I love, uh, if you watch Canada, I mean, Canada is really on their way. Uh, they have tremendous attacking players, and they are fearless. They are going to come at these teams. And I think the opening game, Belgium plays Canada. Canada's going to get a result. I don't know if they win, but maybe it's a tie. They might beat Belgium because it's a bad matchup for Belgium because Canada has Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David. It's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible run of immigrants. Uh, Ismail Kone from come all over, and Canada's benefited from this immigrant, immigrant culture. Their football team has benefited incredibly uh, because they have opened the doors for these families, and now they're providing these incredible footballers. You think it's the uh, universal health care? Maybe it's the universal health care. I don't know, man. Canada's played it. I mean, I'm, obviously, I know Canada didn't uh, welcome in all these families to say, hey, we want a good soccer team. But it's kind of played out that way. And they're fun to watch. They're aggressive. And that's going to be a really all four of those teams have a shot to advance. So I think every game in that group is going to be decided by one goal. And I am going, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to, I think Belgium, although they'll have an eventual demise, I think they'll just get out in front and I'm going to go with, I'm going way too heavy for our region, which is CONCACAF, our North American and Central American Caribbean region. I'm going to go with Belgium winning the group. I'm going with Canada second. Love it. It's crazy. Love it. Big upset. I mean, Croatia, I think is, is ripe. I think it'd be either Belgium, Canada or Belgium, Morocco. I like Morocco too a lot. They are, they play a very good brand of the game. They're very European and uh, they're back at the world cup and those North African teams, Algeria, unfortunately is not there. Tunisia just doesn't have the resources, but Morocco is Morocco is really good. Egypt's not here either. They would have been another good team. So Africa, you know, it's a sleeping giant. You always want an African team to make a deep run. Unfortunately, I don't have one making a deep run. But I'm going to go with Belgium and Canada. All right. Group G. Group Switzerland, G. Switzerland, Brazil, Cameroon, and Serbia. Man. Uh, this is uh, Brazil. Their roster came out, and everyone just was like, oh, my God. It was so loaded. I mean, it's attacking players all into their prime. You obviously have Neymar, who's been saying this could be his last World Cup. He's still pretty young. He's 31. or He doesn't like 30. to pass. That's what doesn't... I remember from last World Cup, right? Yeah. I mean, is there a he, problem with having like too many talented players that all want to oh, yeah. all used to being the star? Oh, yeah. I mean, they have like seven tremendous forward slash attacking midfielders. He's Charlison and uh, Martinelli. And they have this guy, Pedro, who played uh, in uh, Brazil. He, amazing. He doesn't play in Europe. He plays for Flamengo and he was scoring a ton of goals. Big target player. Uh, Gabriel Jesus. You can't play all these guys. They uh, they're so good. They have really good midfielders. 
They have good central defenders. Their fullbacks are the weak link, and they're going to really push forward. They're going to be aggressive. So they might they might get caught at the tournament by pushing too hard and somebody counterattacks and gets them. I don't know who that's going to be. But this is a very strong team. I mean, I'm picking it minor, uh, minor details here. But uh, Brazil's going to win that. Uh, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon are all capable of finishing second. Switzerland's kind of on the back end. They're getting a little bit older. They have... Uh, um, Sheridan Shakiri and Grant Chaka, who all play it very uh, actually Sheridan Shakiri plays in major league soccer for the Chicago fire. He's making crazy money over here, but uh, they were, they uh, beat France in the last euros. So they've had some good success. Cameroon upset Algeria. So I think they're lucky to be here um, and some good young talent, but they're in the beginning of, I think of a, a revival under a legendary player called Samuel Eto who I think is looking to naturalize some guys. I, the future is very bright for Cameroon. I don't think it's going to be this World Cup. I love Serbia. Serbia has a lot of proven guys. I feel that they are um, primed to make a big push. Uh, Dusan Tadic is an excellent midfielder who can set up. Uh, Mitrovic plays at Fulham in England. He scores a ton of goals, and he scored the big we goal. Beat them. We beat them. We beat we them. did? Like Crawley Town, we beat Fulham. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, we we beat their third the, their third team basically. Yeah, I don't think Mitrovic played in that game. It was details, details. Take it easy. Take it easy, Jeff. He's still he's still part of the team that lost. Okay, no so they have him. Yeah, they're gonna. Then they have a guy. They're gonna be big, strong. They have a guy Dusan Vlahovic who plays at Juventus, who I think was the record transfer in the Italian league. Just a beautiful player. Oh, he's been underperforming, but. Wait, was see, he a model too? Uh, not as good looking as me, but uh, he has his charms. There's certainly that, but he he's 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 got a good chiseled face. Uh, I'll I'll send you a photo later. But very long, um, just an excellent, beautiful in his play. I already he's found photos from your modeling days. Oh, great! The internet's not, a great place. I know. What about Vlahovic? Anything of him? V L A H O V I C. Dusan V. Okay, this is bad podcasting. <laughs> Spelling out names. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I found him. I don't, what do you think? I mean, if you want bad pos- podcasting, we can show you bad podcasting. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is nothing yet. Okay, so Brazil wins that group. Serbia second. Oh, he's, wait, I, he's dating a model. So oh, of course he is. Like, he's like practically your cousin. Well, he lives in Northern Italy. He plays R- at Roof Juventus. Is surprised that a professional soccer player is dating a model. That's really don't you? That, that's what bugs me when they have these athletes and someone goes, "Oh my God, did you see his girlfriend?" I go, yeah. "Are you surprised?" It's I would it's be freaking Novak Djokovic. Gorgeous, of course. I go, "Who did they think dating?" You know, they're like, "What, what were you? What were you expecting?" Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Brazil won Serbia too. How many? We have one group left, right? One group left. Oh, this one is Ghana. this one's gnarly. This one's a little gnarly Ghana for my liking. Ghana is going to be Ghana. Ghana's going again. These it's just I want to pick an African team. I just don't know. Uruguay people like. I think they're a little too old. I mean, they're they're also a, con, a bit of a conundrum. They have all these players. They should be attacking a lot more, but they like the opponents to play, and they like to counterattack. They have. Uh, to me, the best midfielder in the world right now, which is crazy to say, but this guy, Fede Valverde, who plays for Real Madrid. Um, they have some really old defenders. I'm surprised why they couldn't get some younger guys in there. They have uh, Godin and Martin Cáceres and Coates. And uh, the midfield's great. The attacking guys are great. You have Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani, but those guys have been there forever. 
I, I, I was about I, to make I'm, a joke and ask if Suarez was still there. He's he, still there. He's still there. He's still there. And I'm is, like, what is Forlani still there? No, Forlani's not still there. Uh, Diego Forlani's no, but Cavani's there. So Luis Suarez got to be 34. Um, he is. I'm pulling that up. He's 35. 35. Yeah, it is in this sport. And Edison Cavani, who I think he's playing his third World Cup, he's 35 too. That's really Luka Modric old. is 37. But that, that's, what I'm that's old, right? I mean, thir- yeah, 34. Is not it's old. this World Cup is not. You can the the right age is 28, 29, 30. You don't want to be too young, but you don't want to be in your mid 30s. It's not a. The, the, I, I, that's what worries me about Uruguay. So um, Portugal's incredibly talented, but they have to deal with this Cristiano Ronaldo story. He's 37. Yeah, he, honestly, he shouldn't be there. No, Portugal would be better without Cristiano Ronaldo because he's a he's a little bit older. Uh, he's going to want the attention. Uh, these teams have to be a, a cohesive unit. You can't defer to Ronaldo and say, let's make sure he gets his touches. It doesn't work that way. And he's a distraction because he had this interview with Pierce Morgan saying how he hated Manchester United and how they've not been honest with him and he showed up and there's these visuals going to Portuguese camp and the teammates don't really want to deal with it. So, uh, but they're still too talented. So um, they are the best team in that group and it is Portugal and everyone's getting locked in on Lionel Messi winning the world cup in his last chance, but maybe Cristiano Ronaldo's that guy. So I'm going to say Portugal, very tight group. Again, this is going to be a lot like group F and a lot like group A but Portugal first, and uh, I, I love the South Korean team. I think they were young four years ago, and now they're, you know, I got, I got a root for the South Koreans. That's we, we have a South Korean household here. And, uh, but I, I, I'm not saying that to be cute. I think South Korea has that talent, and they have the talismanic player in, uh, why am I, Sun Hyung Min, and really good defender as well. Uh, Lee, uh, Kang Lee is uh, another guy who can score goals. The defender who plays in Italy, uh, he's really good, but uh, I shouldn't know the name, but I'm going to go South Korea. So I get the two Asian teams in the round of 16. Japan finishes second, South Korea second. I don't I love think it. that's going to happen, but maybe we should do a parlay. We could do a parlay and see what that would be priced as a parlay. Just parlay and... every single one of the teams you said to advance. Yeah, there we go. And you, if it pay, hits, pay really well. well. Yeah. Or, or lose some money. We'll go down to LA and buy Max a real Chinese buffet, not one that. You know any good spots in LA? I know they are. I know there's some because there's a lot of. Oh, I know. Are you I, serious? There's so many great spots in LA. I know, but I don't, I want to go to the great spots. I don't want to go to a good spot. I want to go to the great spot. Chinese food Jeff is your Chinese Jeff, food. I want to go the real. Yeah. Tra- I want to. I mean, I was in San, Alhambra, Saint Gabriel, Alhambra. Yeah, that whole area. So, like, Saint so Gabriel. I went to. I went to all the celebrity chefs too. I went. I went to. Alhambra and I had it was, it was a, the name of the restaurant was called Szechuan Experience. It was a really bad name. But oh my god, was, was it so spicy? I thought you were gonna say no, Szechuan it's, Express. It's, it sounded like Szechuan yeah. Vi. <laughs> it was a weird name, but it was really good. And uh, uh, Mexicali, I went down to Mexicali a few years ago. Excellent Chinese food. A lot of Chinese families lived in Mexicali, and they started a lot of restaurants. If you ever want to go down south of the border, Jeff's like, what? I've been there already. Don't tell me something I, mean, I already. Know. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. No, would love, would love to come down. Jeff to was Wait, trying sing- to name drop someone he knows in Mexicali, but he couldn't come up with it. The I didn't know Mexicali <laughs> is. It's in a Baja I California. I don't either, honestly. Wait, so. Saint Gabriel is that a Me- is that a Chinese restaurant in LA? 
No, San Gabriel's like the whole that whole. Oh, area San Gabriel Hong Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That Get a Spanish area, fight. Right? San Gabriel Valley, not San yeah, Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I mean, there's like there's tons of places out there. But the place we should go if I come down is we should Rufus. go to um, Major Domo. Major Domo. Oh, Major Domo okay. is amazing. Yeah. It's not Chinese, but it's amazing. Okay, that sounds pretty splashy. Ma's gonna bring out his uh, corporate card for that one. Perfect. We'll we'll do it. it. It'll be wonderful. Especially if you win. For on these, you joining us on the takes. podcast, would love it. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate you okay. spending time with this us. This is so much fun. Yeah. yeah, we should maybe like have. I'd love to talk LAFC at some point because um, it's a I know fascinating Mitch topic. Pretty well, so yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's a, it's really interesting what they've been able to do, and um, you I've know, spent we, many we're a still day glowing. hanging out with Mitch Lasky talking business. So like to, to oh, yeah. you know. Our ownership group is is the best. They're always He's, there. Miss Lasky is one of the smartest humans I know. So maybe I should spend yeah. some more time with him. But then I don't want to. I don't want to dumb it down. You should, Jeff, you're you one of the smartest people I know. So yeah, we'll oh, do LAC. Stop it. Or right, if you want to okay. circle Jeff, back I to agree. get to the I, knockout, Jeff is extremely smart. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that when we get back to the knockout round. Let's do this again. It'll be fun. Okay, Wait, hopefully, we have to I... ask him the questions, Jeff, before. We're... And actually, oh yeah, is, uh, we got to ask a perfect you our segue. Seven that was a perfect segue. Yeah, we got to ask you our seven one. questions that we ask all of our listeners, and some of them are really tough and cringeworthy cringe. for you because cringe. what's that? Cringeworthy. Cringe. Okay, yeah. well, I'm worried. So the first Should one be. is: Who is funnier, Rufus or Jeff? <laughs> it's it's Jeff's definitely funnier. He does it by accident sometimes, but it just makes me laugh. It's you being you and i have a bear i have a bigger body of work with some of the times you've made me laugh uh, but just looking at you now the way you have this mischievous look uh is making me laugh who is smarter rufus or jeff i didn't know this was going to go this way this is messed up <laughs> it's okay jeff can get both it doesn't, well, jeff, it doesn't a, matter jeff, you, you know day. jeff has a book about you know you know bucking the system so he's obviously got something he's got that beautiful mind thing going so it's probably jeff what's the least relatable food that you like least relatable yeah oh, the least relatable oh that something i shouldn't be eating that well, something so that people there was a time where when, you're like aloof and like no no there, yeah. yeah there was a time where we were talking about like what we ate uh, when we watched games. Watch the game and Rufus talked about eating smoked mussels and I talked about eating like black truffle potato chips yeah. and then someone on Twitter said what a bunch of douches talking about the two <laughs> least relatable foods that you can eat okay. so now we ask all our guests what's the least relatable food that you like well I mean I'm eating some crazy uh, uh, pickled uh, Korean foods like uh, I want to say kimchi because I think that's pretty standard but like the bean sprout, my mother makes it smells terrible, but it's so it's tasty and it keeps me very regular, which at my age, very valuable. <laughs> regular. When you go important. to the morning and you're like, ah, that's the way to start a day. So the uh, the, the pickled bean curd, which smells so bad, but is Tastes does the job. So good. Tastes good. What is your what do you do you have a favorite gambling moment of your life? Hmm. I, I need to gamble a little bit more, but I'll tell you a more recent one. I was in Vegas uh, just this uh, December of last year, actually, uh, doing something, this cryptocurrency thing. And uh, I, I call fights and my broadcast partner, Juliana Pena, was fighting 
uh, Amanda Nunes, she was a huge underdog and she was upset with me. Cause she goes, do you think I'm going to win? I go, I don't know, Juliana. I goes, I, she goes, do you think I'm going to win? I go, ah, and I, and I didn't commit to it, but when I was in Vegas, I bet a hundred bucks on her and I, I won like 12, 1300 bucks. It was a huge payback. Oh, so she, she was, won. She won. It was a huge underdog. That's awesome. And she goes, you didn't think I was going to win. I go, I know, but I bet on you. And then she, it helped. She was upset with me and then brought us back together. Did you so give her the game. money or something? I, no, Did I didn't give her, give her the share? money. Okay. She just won the world title. Um, so she had, she had a good stream of money coming in at that moment. Although I know in UFC, they don't pay him that well. So maybe I should have given him the money. I'm going to change this one a little bit. Favorite bet you are making in the next year, but we'll call it your favorite bet for the World Cup. That's a good one. Um, favorite bet for the World Cup is, I, I would say Denmark making a semifinal. I think that's smart money. But the U.S., Maybe can make so I think your favorite bet, just listening to you, I think your favorite bet would be Denmark to win that group because that'd be a good one plus plus money on that. And you think, and you think that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if you could do, if there's like a, what's the terminology, if I could go like USA, Mexico, and Canada to all advance to the round of 16, which I'm sure would be a huge uh, payout because it'd be unlikely if those three, if three North American teams can advance. That'd be do you pretty think, cool. Do you think there's some correlation there? Like, especially like basically the strength of those teams, if one is stronger than expected, the others probably are too. That absolutely, uh, Rufus. That's a that's a good point because this region gets uh get criticized on. so much because they go, it's so easy to qualify here because you got to play yada yada yada. I go, well, playing if you're USA and you play Mexico and the improvement of Canada, maybe uh, the brand of our soccer is getting a lot better, and it has. So I could, I could, we could fall flat, but I feel pretty good about, I mean, Mexico, I just think they do it because they're Mexico. I mean, Mexico's prospects aren't great. They don't, but Canada and USA have the talent that if they can click, can do some good things. Maybe just narrow it to USA, Canada. I, I like okay. the, the U S triple Canada, Mexico. Parlay. No, I like that. We, we can price that out. What that parlay is. It's pretty hard to do it. Maybe we'll do that and tweet it. Yeah. Out I don't know. I, so you know I, what the payout I'm be. a novice in that. So that's, you're going to have to do it. Worst loss you've ever had. Is that gambling or just? It's it's supposed to be gambling, but if you don't have one, although we don't be, want to get too be, personal uh, yeah. and talk about Well, <laughs> I loved it lost back in uh, 2013. Uh, I met this uh, lady. That's not true. I've been married in 2013. So I'm going to nip that story in the bud. It was, a, it was a, a false story anyway on a false premise. But I, I will say this because I used to watch some base. I used to like baseball. But when the uh, Cleveland Indians lost to the – that was my team. The, the Guardians lost to the Chicago Cubs after leading three games to one and lost four three i stopped watching baseball i go i never want to put myself through that again it was too difficult it was awful because you're in those playoffs right it's like it goes on forever and ever and then you're this close and then it goes who wants to put yourself through that's like weeks of watching this on tv no thank you all right and then the final one which is who is the person you'd follow blindly who is the person I shouldn't repeat these questions. It's like they didn't hear it the first time. The Pied Piper. <laughs> I don't know. Um, has to be my wife. Um, my mom, too. I know that's probably the no, it's one regular answer. But uh, I've been very fortunate to have such a strong woman in my life. And it gives me that when I go a little cuckoo and trying to find some uh, get back on the tracks. She's always there. So I'll follow her. All right, Max, 
thanks for joining us. Thanks for entertaining us. And, and uh, actor Rob Lowe, us. I'd follow him too because he seems like what he's doing is the right thing. Awesome. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Rufus. That was fun. Thanks a lot, Max. Well, that was our definitive interview with Max Bredos. And as we mentioned, um, all uh, sign up to play our contest, um, which is, I should probably give the exact URL, huh? Would that be helpful, Rufus? It probably would. Are you going to fill this all out on the fly too? Are you going to compete in this, Rufus? You got to. Of course, I'm going to compete. Are you going to be? We should have a side bet, you and I. Would that be illegal, or are we allowed to do that? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Well, everyone, everyone should go to everyone should go to www.superfan.games. I don't know how that's a real URL, but I did it the other day and it worked and it redirected. So it's www.superfan.games. It's free to enter. And if you win, there's a bunch of prizes. But if you win the ultimate prize, and you can decide whether it's really the ultimate prize, is that you get to come to Vegas with Rufus and I. And we so won't put you in a shipping container. We, talk about. we won't put you in a shipping well, container. Well, if we it'll, do, it'll be, it'll, but if we do, it'll get sent to Qatar. Superfan Games is going to pay for this. Rufus and I aren't paying for it. And we guarantee you. We have a sponsor, we will, Jeff. We have a sponsor. No, they're not I actually guess, paying. No, us no. So we, they're not. We, they're not we're advertising sponsor. for them. I don't know what we're doing. I feel dirty. Though. No, we're doing a, we're doing a contextual game with them, and what we're trying to really ultimately what we're trying to do is to see if there's value to this to our audience, value to engage. Like we're just trying to learn stuff about sports media generally. Um, I wanted to talk about instead of doing like a, a question, I know we talk a little bit about like kind of like. Um, abstract things sometimes on this podcast but do you want to talk about that statement you made about like worry and you know the 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 tweet you made and then we can have a little discussion about it you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i'd love to you know i love talking about this stuff i know so i basically we'll we'll set a timer for five minutes because nobody wants to like hear us wax philosophical for more than five minutes so we're gonna talk about this for five minutes i mean i want to have i would love to have a whole podcast where all i get to do is talk philosophy but it would have that's fewer, the, it would have that's even what, fewer that's, than that's, seven that's, listeners. That's what the point of this of what I'm gonna say to you is. And so you you go yeah. and you can say your little bit and then I'll do it. Do you want to say what the tweet was then, Jeff? No, I thought you would. I mean, you should oh. know it right now. It's sort yeah, of I mean, new, I don't remember the exact like Zen philosophical rufusness um oh. in terms of what you're what you're trying to say, right? Okay. I think what Jeff is saying is he needs to use the bathroom and wants me to talk for five minutes, but what I'm, what no, I, I um, I'll be here I know, the whole I'm, time. I'm joking. Jeff, it was a joke. Uh, okay. My here tweet it is. was something like, I have it exactly in front of here. If you believe as I do that time is the most valuable currency, then spending time worrying about things outside of your control is like spending money on dot, 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 nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, I believe what, that. So what led you to tweet this and then we can kind of i'll kind of like talk through why i why i think this okay well so so i went to i went to buddhist class on monday and i was listening to a podcast about stoicism and i what i tend to do when i i mean i'd normally take notes at buddhist class but i didn't have a notebook um in this particular instance but sometimes i'm listening to a podcast i'll kind of jot down things that makes me think in my notes and um and i kind of put I mean, these aren't original concepts that I came up with or anything like that. Um, but I, I don't know. <laughs> um, 
it's something I very much believe. Like you, you are the driver of your own life and the, you know, you, you can't control what happens and to, you can't control all the externals. All you can control is how you react to them and how you deal with them. And in a way, if somebody hurts you or does something to you, the first, you know, that that's like the, that's the pain a little bit that you don't get to choose, but then you make it worse by how you react and interpret it and all that. And so I think that like, what if you use like the rubber glue argument, like if they hurt you, I'm rubber, your glue. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. That's, that's just as philosophical and just as sharp as, as what you said. In a way, it's, it's just as if, if somebody says something negative to you or something, you know, cruel or mean trying to hurt you. I mean, it's not about you. It's about them. It's that's what, you know, they, if, if, if it's true, then you, they've given you an opportunity to learn something. And if it isn't, then they're not actually criticizing you. They're criticizing some notion they have of you that actually isn't you. So you shouldn't actually be hurt because it's not actually you. Yeah. So that's the, 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 um, you know, Rufus went to Zen Buddhist camp and I I went to like childhood child comeback camp. Um, but actually what's interesting about even, and, and I'll, I'll kind of say two things about this one, since we are like allegedly a sports betting podcast, I think the most applicable thing there is don't sweat games, right? That's kind of like what, what your ethos would tell you is to not sweat games because but you can't, what I was going to say, okay. I mean, sweat, like I enjoy watching a game where I have something on the line, but it's, it's, I think there's a difference between anxiety and worry versus enjoyment. And I know somebody said definitely expect- a difference between enjoy, enjoy anxiety and worry. And like enjoyment. you can there's you can root for your team or so something. So the minute and enjoy they, it, the but, minute but, and that's it's interesting, right? Because the minute that you sweat games and start losing, that's when you take time off and you go and you kind of walk around and you like go for a hike and decide that you're not even gonna watch games for a day. I think that was the masters when we were about to lose a, a half a million dollars and we didn't because I went for a hike. No, but I, what I'm saying is I'm trying to apply this. So, but, so what I think, so, yes. so what I, what, what personally like tilts me a little bit about your like Zen enlightened persona that you put forth on Twitter. Right. And this is someone that loves you and knows you well. And like, it, it it's like you do these things and you're like, yeah, like not thinking about like what the practical, like, you know, people are like, Oh, my, my, you know, Josh is like my, my sister's whatever and i need to take care of her and i worry about her like it's like oh i get like what sorry yeah but i think this like this funny like enlightened way that you the world that you live in right is kind of like you know i i kind of think that maybe we should change one of the questions to being like who's more relatable rufus or jeff because that actually would be super cringeworthy and super super argumentative when we do it instead of relatable but to me this is like ultimately what makes you unrelatable it's like you have this like higher being and i'm not saying that you I don't, don't have a higher this. being jeff i'm i'm awful at this stuff i'm just trying to get but i'm trying to get but it better. doesn't like, come is, across you... it doesn't come across that way when you tweet something like that when you tweet something like that it comes off as I've reached a higher level of being. This is something that I believe. And the rest of you guys that can't handle me and my, you know, can't handle the pain, can't handle the roof, then, you know, this is, this is, this is your problem. 
I mean, anybody that's listened to me knows that like I get these places through trial and error and that I'm still figuring things out. And I mean, look at look at my tweets the last few years where, you know, I've talked about the stuff I've been through and all that. It's, you know, it's it's a process. And I mean, personally, I think it to me, this stuff makes so much sense because of my experience betting. Betting has taught me so much. And I know it, it makes sense to me intuitively, and and it's about trying to practice it. Like I know that I'm happier when I meditate. Oh, I, and, and I listen, meditate every I, day, I, but I still don't meditate every day, Jeff. And I, you know, so that's. But see, I know all this stuff because I know you, right? But I'm just telling you how your Twitter persona comes off when you tweet something like that. And and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm like not relatable, and how I figure out whether you're unrelatable. Well, the it seems like half the time if I tweet something, some people are like. You know, if it's too relatable, people are like, "Are you okay? Do you if you need someone?" I don't to think talk you to, ever like, need to worry here. about being too relatable. I don't think either of us needs to worry about being too relatable. I should say. No. I don't think I ever need to worry about being boring either, or bored. Okay. Do you want to pick a game? Catan. Catan. <laughs> I knew you wanted me to. Does anyone know if it's Catan or Catan? I mean, we should probably figure that out. Which one's by the way, everyone should join like our Nevada Discord or channel. Nevada. On our Discord channel, there is a Catan channel. So just join the Discord channel. And Rufus, you visit the Discord channel because people want to talk to you in Discord. I am. I'm 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 in all these freaking Discords, but yes, I, I have you I should have, be in the one that's your podcast. Yeah. I, I 50% of your podcast. I need the um, notif- okay. If you add Rufus have- me, then I'll get the notifications about it and then I'll be able to respond that's- to you. Sounds very, very hard. So, you know, I, lost, I, don't, I believe I Jeff, lost. I don't like, I don't love all the notifications. I don't love all the slot machine. Okay. Like, we don't have to talk about Discord. We don't talk about Discord. Okay. Anyways. All right. There's our timer. Good. Stop talking about this. Move into picks of the week. Last week, you, <laughs> you had really Notre set Dame. the timer. I love it. I did. I didn't want us to. Can we have five minutes like, of Zen every week? No. Can that be a segment? I mean, if people want it. I want five minutes of life EV every week. This okay. is the stuff I might maybe much, we'll add. I, okay. Maybe maybe we'll add that. Just give me five minutes, you can have the rest. Okay. Uh you had Notre okay. Dame, you lost. Who yeah, Notre Dame week? was up like they were up what 22 at one point at half. They were up 22 at halftime. Halftime. I think, yeah. I, I had them minus 16 and a half, minus 17, something like that. And they got out. You know, it dropped though, right? It dropped to 14 and a half and then went back up to 17 at, at kickoff, I think. Yeah, I think I had closing line value at the end of it, I believe. I didn't see the whole method of how it got there, but probably you know, people betting you know, and lines makers moving the lines. That's, you know, there's a very good chance you're correct. But what happened to Navy in the second half? I didn't I didn't watch. I was at a baby I, shower. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I wasn't watching it. I, and the only game I got to watch the baby shower was the LSU game because the the Uncle to be is an went to LSU. Jeff, what do you like this week? If you want, uh, I only have one. I had lost my NFL pick. I can't remember what it was. Of all the, I'm, I'm assuming I lost it because I only really won one NFL pick last week, and that was the the Chargers. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders plus the two and a half against the Broncos. That's my pick. Raiders minus two and a half against the Broncos. Okay, plus two and a half. Plus two. Plus and two and a half. Sorry. Yeah, the Raiders really shouldn't be favored against anybody. I'm going to take the LSU. 
I'm going to take LSU actually minus 14 and a half against the University of Alabama at Birmingham. UAB, they need to win with style points. That's what they're going to think. All right, guys, that was our podcast, and hopefully you enjoyed all the soccer content because you're probably going to have to wait another four years to get more of it. Um, but um, make sure to join our contest at www.superfan.games. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll talk to you all again next week where hopefully we'll go back to talking about American football and not necessarily this other football. I guess the World Cup will still be going on. Uh, we want actually we'll have to do a podcast early next week because it's Thanksgiving. So maybe we'll we'll do it Tuesday and we'll see who will join us. That sounds good. Thank you for listening, everybody. And also check out the Bet the Process Calcutta if you're interested in who, well, not us, because we're not allowed to be in it, but who people are sweating. Crunching all the numbers in the simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. The bottom line is watered down. It seems like they don't get it. Puppeteers are put to end just running off a Reddit. 